gonna make them an awfully gamble. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. This is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by Trevor Long. Now you may have heard us on a tech podcast. That's us. This is our other podcast. This is our movie podcast. Aren't you that bloke from Two Blokes Talking Tech? <laughs> That's right. Aren't you Trevor Long from the Today Show? <laughs> this is our other podcast all about movies. And I'm the one who's seen all the movies. And yeah. Trevor is building his movie Nerd. library. Oh, Trevor, yeah. Trevor is slowly but surely, uh, week by week, enjoying a new movie. So you, your, your I mean, movie vocabulary is growing. I'm proud of our intro, but... It's yeah. starting to be dated. I mean, Disney there's movies. A, there's a couple that we haven't seen in the intro that, that, as well. Well, yeah, maybe we, we maybe we can't update it until we've until we've ticked well, all the boxes. There are about four in the intro that we haven't seen, including Taken and Scarface. And oh, okay, yeah, so we're a bit of way to we're go. getting there. It's on the list. But for this week, we're talking about Wall Street. Now, I'll just warn that there is some explicit language. Yeah, in it's this Wall podcast. Street, folks. So yeah, just remember, Gordon Gecko, bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> It was released in 1987, starring Michael Douglas and a young Charlie Sheen, co-written and directed by Oliver Stone. Now, this plot stood out. Was, by the uh, way, the, the name Oliver Stone yeah, really stood oh, out in the intro. You he's know, he's made a lot. He's made a lot of movies. Yeah. Mate. Uh, he this it's based on the trading scandals and the junk bond sort of insider trading scandals and junk bonds of the 1980s right so this is set in 1985 it's not not based on one story it's a, it's no, a culmination several, and there conglomeration was a, of a bunch of different headlines and stories and things yeah it was the end yeah. of a period where a lot of insider trading was happening yeah. but also too he all he drew inspiration from his father Lou Stone was a trader really yeah so he he was he had an idea to make this movie in the early 80s, he had it in mind. Mm. And uh, sadly, his father passed away just before this movie was released. Oh. The original title for the movie, yeah. Greed. I like it. Was the original title. I, I like know. that. I, I like Wall Street. But what I, what I love about this movie and why it's part of the, on the podcast this week is it has, 
it, it's like a uh, not like a almost like a parable. You know, there's all these themes. It, it reminds me of a Shakespearean play. Yeah, there's all these themes of greed and lust and betrayal and revenge and family and loyalty. There's and, a lot of inter- intertwined. Yeah. Loops, yeah. So it is. It's almost like a cautionary tale uh, <laughs> in the end there. So that, that's that's why it has. I reckon this longevity. Or, or it, it does date a little bit in certain parts where oh, some yeah. of the things in they part, do yeah. and some of the technology they use yes, as well, yes. which we'll talk about. But I think holds up pretty well. Now, had you? What your? I know you hadn't seen it. So impressions before your first viewing. I had nothing. Like whenever I think of Wall Street, I think of Wolf yeah. Wall Street. Right. Like I. But you'd heard of this, hadn't you, with Michael Douglas? Had I mean, you heard I, of it? I, I think maybe I'd, I'd seen him associated with right. Wall Street in some way and then okay. realised that he wasn't in the Leo one. So that's about it, mate. Because <laughs> we've done Wolf of Wall Street. We did that's Wolf right. of Wall Street before we did Wall Street. That's right. I'm yeah. not sure that was right, is it? Is that right? <laughs> well, we, I like to sort of move around the, the release time. So I don't Fair want enough. to have like heaps of movies from the 80s. Yeah, I, want yeah, to have, yeah. I want to mix it up a bit. But. Fair enough. Okay. So what was your, what was your thumbnail on that one? Uh, what was the thumbnail? That's a great question. I don't remember. Was it Michael um, Douglas? A picture yeah, th- of him. I feel like it was just yeah. a big picture of Michael Douglas, right. and maybe Charlie Sh- Charlie Sheen. And yes, it was like Charlie yeah. was over his shoulder. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes, and there was probably Daryl Hannah over the other shoulder. Maybe. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, Michael Douglas actually won the Best Actor Oscar for his role. As really? Gecko won the best. Uh, won the Academy Award. Was I the mean, one and only. I'm nomination. not saying it's not an Oscar winning performance. Oh, it's but brilliant. Yeah. But I just think about all the other. No, no, no. I'm and just cla- let genius. me clarify. It's a yeah. great performance. Yeah. But then I think of all the other performances we've seen that did yeah. not win Oscars. And yeah. like I know it's an annual thing, but yeah. it's amazing. Isn't Depends it? who the, you're up against, though. Like well, exactly. That's yeah, yeah. that's why it's the rub of the green. And he was the the this is that was the only Oscar ever won by an, an Oliver Stone film. Which really? Yeah. All the movies he's made, like, despite great, the great scale movies, of that man's name, like Platoon, all these other movies he's made, The Doors, he's made all these great movies. No one's won an Oscar but Michael Douglas. Wow. In all of them. Uh, and this is uh, the only Oliver Stone film that has a sequel. Oh, there's a sequel there to this. There is a sequel to this, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, starring Michael Douglas. He's in it again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting follow-up. All righty. It, just, your... just help me out. Any yeah. good? Or... It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty just good. Just not bad. It's yeah. not, not the, the original, but stands up pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Righto. This is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to delve deeply into Wall Street. And if you haven't seen it, it's a good idea to catch it on Fetch. And I did that. In fact, the thumbnail, Stephen, on some is actually Charlie Sheen. Ah, in, 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 the, in middle. the right middle. Okay. Uh, with, but I'm, I'm right sure on. my thumbnail on Fetch was um, yeah. Michael in the middle. But uh, all I did was search Wall Street. And obviously I would have seen uh, results for The Wolf of Wall Street and anything else related. Yeah. But uh, Wall Street's available to watch on Disney Plus, but also to, to buy on Fetch. So, of course, with... Good recommendations. I choose to buy movies like this one. Absolutely. So Wall Street's now part of my Fetch library, so I can watch it anytime I want without having to repurchase the movie. Um, there are thousands, literally thousands of movies available to rent and buy and many, many thousands more across the streaming platforms like Disney+, Plus, Stan, Netflix, Prime. They're all there on your Fetch box. Whether it's watching movies, watching live TV, recording TV, uh, subscription TV, all the streaming platforms, it's all there on Fetch. Fetch Mighty allows you to record stuff. The Fetch Mini is a great um, set-top box if you're just into streaming content or you want to put it in a second room. And the multi-room capabilities of Fetch are outstanding. So check it out, fetchtv.com.au, available at major retailers and a bunch of ISPs, internet providers. Okay, you've now seen on Fetch Wall Street. Yeah. So just give us, don't give us the game away, your first impressions. I'll give you my review at the end, but um, I think 
uh, I'm, I'm satisfied this, this is in my genre. You know, yes. you, you knew this going yes. coming into it. It's it's yep. real. It's real. It's a real story Can in happen, that yeah. sense. You know, it's can a, happen. Yep. It's uh, it's relatable. Um, I, I really like the the style of it and the pace of it. Yep. Like I'll give you an example, and I don't remember exactly what point in it is, it is as we kind of deep dig deep dive into the movie. But I reckon we're it's a what's a two hour five movie or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, two hours. Yeah, mate. I at one point I went. This is wow. I mean, this is this yeah. is a lot. And I thought it must be nearly the end. And I pressed mm-hmm. pause. Fifty minutes in, I was. <laughs> a lot happens. Like it's just it's there's my, so much yeah. packed into it. My only like oh, every time I watch, it, I reckon the middle part of it sags a little bit. Yeah, I reckon after the middle that bit. Yeah. So I reckon it, it goes real heavy, yeah, the and then it sags, sort of and sags then bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. So could, no, I, I enjoyable. Could, could have been, I reckon, maybe 10, 15 minutes shorter. A cracker cast though, yeah, like I oh, really, really, yeah, really, and there's some we'll names there that. that you'll get into that, yeah. Like I'm like I know him, you know. You know him. So yeah, exactly. I think, oh yeah, I really liked it, I, and I also I don't mind the odd flashback in time because it's yeah. it doesn't feel like an um, ancient piece. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're going back to the twenties, yeah. but you know all that Wall Street stuff. And I wonder, I wonder how in twenty years from now you look back on this on era this year, and yeah, like yeah. exactly right. there's that whole thing and there's a bit of it going around on social now where people say you know. Looking back to the 80s now yeah. is like looking back to the 20s when we were kids. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, the 50s, yeah. You know, so it really I, is. I think someone said if they remade Back to the Future today, they'd, go, they'd, they'd be go going back, back to 1993. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's really a wake up, isn't it? That's 30, yeah. 30 years ago. Okay. Well, uh, the I won't surprise you. I saw this at the movie. What a shock. And, you know, I'll tell you why I can remember about it, there was a massive buzz around it. There was a lot of – there was no really? internet then. There was just a lot of buzz around it. Okay. Yeah, Michael Douglas is starring in a Big movie. Big Written and directed by Oliver Stone. Yeah, right. Yep. It, was a, it was an event movie. Yep. And I went along and saw it, and uh, it's been a regular watch ever since. But you mentioned the cast. Let's dive into the cast, right? The casting call, Michael Douglas, of course, plays Gordon Gecko, and he was also in Basic Instinct, which mm-hmm. is on our list, Romancing the Stone. And another film that we've already covered on the show, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction, yes. In fact, he was making this movie and Fatal Attraction at the same time. I think I remember you saying that yeah. during uh, when we talked right. about Fatal Attraction. So uh, to avoid the conflict, he would alternate between each film during a week. So he'd start the week on Fatal Attraction and end the week on Wall Street and vice versa the following week. So they worked it out. Wow. Yeah, he's in demand. Charlie Sheen plays Bud Fox, and he was in Platoon, directed by Oliver Stone. Yep. And also in, I'm sure you've seen this. I know you haven't seen a lot of movies, but I'm sure you're a baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Major League? I don't think so. What? No, I don't oh, think so. That's on our list. We'll do oh, that okay, soon. Okay, yeah, let's do we'll it. We'll do that soon where Charlie Sheen plays in a baseball team. For the, I think it's the, the Atlanta, is it the Braves? Braves, yeah. Yeah. I've not seen <laughs> that. That is a great comedy. Is it? It's such a good, Clean? we're doing it. Uh, relatively, yes. I think okay. your son would, would enjoy it. All right, get in. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, he was also, of course, starred in Two and a Half Men for of a number of years. And then went off the right. Then went, yeah, how, uh, he's back back from the wilderness. Daryl Hannah, did you recognize her? She played Darian. So I had this problem where she came into the movie yes. and then I'm like, I know, that, definitely I know, know who this from? person yeah, is, yeah. but yeah. Well, she was in Splash okay. with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. She was also in Blade Runner, which I know you've not seen. Yeah. Martin Sheen plays Carl Fox. 
plays that's his Char- son's Charlie dad. Charlie Sheen's father yeah. plays his father. Yes. How good is that? I thought when he when he first came into it, I'm like, oh my god, he's play- <laughs> like that's a. I reckon that's awesome. That must be a really cool thing, though, especially for the scenes later in the movie where he's sort of really apologetic to his old man. Remember? Yeah, 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 that. yeah, that, yeah. that was really touching. No, excellent. Well, of course, you know Martin Sheen from Apocalypse Now, West Wing, The West Wing. He was also in The American President. That was the pre the sort of precedent. The the movie that Aaron Sorkin made before West Wing, the kind of Aaron gave Sorkin him, made that. Aaron Sorkin wrote and oh, wrote that movie. That? Uh, well, that's on our list. Okay, we so made. There's a Ma- long list. Michael Douglas. Oh, can we get to it in the next month? Well, re- reason I'm saying <laughs> mentioning this is because Michael Douglas plays the president in The American President, right? Who he's starring with in this film, oh. and Martin Sheen plays his chief of staff. Really? Yes, and then Martin Sheen, of course, goes on to play the president in The West Wing. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's where. That's how I think Aaron Sorkin got a got a taste for the the political dramas. Is I know, I know I'm sidetracking, but yeah, surely mm-hmm. Martin Sheen's the most famous not American president of president, like actor. Don't you reckon? In on the show, the American no, president. just just in terms of all movies and oh, TV yeah, shows ever made, yeah. it's Martin Sheen, right? That's his. That's his. He's Jed Bartlett. That's his first line of his obituary. Yeah, I think. I reckon so. okay, definitely. Just checking. Uh, did you recognise Terence Stamp, who played Larry Wildman, the the pommy, the the Sir Larry, the Englishman? Uh, he was in Superman 2 and oh. the original Superman briefly at the start. He played General Zod in the start of in this in Superman and bigger yes. role in, in Superman yes, 2. I see it. He was also, and I'm sure you've not seen this movie, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Definitely haven't seen it. He that was one. in that. He was in that. <laughs> Righto. I'd, gonna... I'd be happy to do it though, mate. <laughs> well, that might be on the list. The list changes, by the way. The list changes week to week. It it is a very, very long list. Before we get to the dive into the movie, let's talk about Hisense. They're our other great sponsor. Who, if you, we talk about all these great movies and all this, all all the, I think we're coming up to our 100th episode, you know. We're getting close to 100 episodes. Really? So there are a lot of movies we've already covered that would all look amazing on a Hisense TV, especially a big Hisense TV. They have sizes 75, 85. There's even a 98-inch TV, you know, you can buy through Hisense. Yeah. The thing to remember, the technology that you're going to be hearing a lot more about of uh, from Hisense is mini LED. Their entire range of 2023 TVs are going to feature their mini LED technology, and this really offers incredible picture quality and just an amazing experience all around. And whether you're watching movies, whether you're watching sport or playing games, the Hisense TV can really bring it. For the ultimate picture quality, the mini LED comes into play, and that's a backlighting technology, by the way. So what it does, it combines with Hisense's existing QLED quantum dot color technology, and what you get is unprecedented pictures, amazing contrast, more than a billion shades of color. The TV is also certified IMAX enhanced. Yes. So there's a lot of IMAX movies you can watch on some of the streaming services where you're seeing more of the movie, not less. So rather than it being in a letterbox, it fills the entire screen. And that was how it was captured on the set with the IMAX camera. So certified to watch all those movies as well. And on the audio side, there's up to 70 watts of sound coming through these TVs, 2.1.2 channels and Dolby Atmos. That's just out of the television. And when you're watching sport, of course, the 200 smooth motion really combines with the, with the great picture quality to not only offer the great color, but also a smooth picture as well. All that fast moving action is crystal clear and smooth as silk. And when it's time to play the games, 
Game Mode Pro with HDMI 2.1, that, that, that means you can run a game, a 4K game at 120 hertz. And it has also variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD FreeSync technology. So you are on the cutting edge if you're playing uh, gaming online and the whole experience is top shelf. So do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a TV, do what Trevor and I do. Watch your Hisense TV. Head down to a store. Stand in front of a Hisense TV. Don't take our word for it. Have a look for yourself. You'll be very impressed with the with the price, with the size, and the quality. If you want to check it out, either do that in store or go to their website, Hisense.com.au. Are you ready to walk down Wall Street? Oh, let's let's trade. So the whole the this the, I've split the movie split into several parts. So okay. we, we have our intro and establishment, getting all that exposition happening, and we know it's New York, we know it's Wall Street, we know it's 1985. Yep. We meet a young Bud Fox, and from the get go, you can tell this guy's an ambitious young broker. And I love how when he walks into his office, it's really buzzing, a lot of people around. It really gives you that snapshot that it's this really cutthroat workplace. You know, he's got yeah. to be, he's, he's cold calling. He's, people are buying stock and it's, it's that a whole happening it, office. I mean, I assume it's real because it's been depicted in so many places, but it's that whole, I'm on the phone, yep, yeah, sell, buy. You know, it's like yeah. that's that weird trading desk um, environment. So we know he's kind of at the at the the bottom he's of the, a, the bottom of the ladder. He's, he's junior. Yeah, yep. so he's climbing. I love how there's a couple of senior people in the office giving him the sage advice of, and you know, don't, thing, don't rush it. But one bloke says, that stock's going to take five years. He goes, look, that's how keep it simple. That's how these big companies yeah. start. But the thing is, I think the way it's both shot, which is a little bit of the kind of the, the walkthrough and, and yeah. understand that it's a big office and this is his place in it. Yep. But then also I feel like there's some – there's some shots where they kind of go long so that you can see the foreground as these young bucks doing yeah. their thing. And in the background are people, the older guard, who are just, you know, yeah, setting their the ways, and, yeah. managing. They've got the office. You can see the offices in the side of the room. You know, all that kind of hierarchical, um, you know, yeah. demographic through the thing. There it's, is. That's hierarchy. It's, a good word. I think there is a, that structure where, yeah, there's the bosses. There's yeah. the, he's, he's on the bottom rungs, cold, cold yeah. calling people from a phone book. Yeah. But we also find out that one of the deals he made maybe went awry. Buddy, buddy, a little trouble hunt today, buddy? How the jerk reneged on me? I got to cover his loss to tune about seven grand. Yeah, yeah, I'm holding, I'm holding. I'm tapped out, Mark. American Express got a hitman looking for me. Well, it could have been worse, right? Could have been my money. <laughs> <laughs> here, 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 rookie, let me help you out. I got Casino. Thanks, Marv. I'll make it up to you. Yes, I am still here. That's the first of many times he's lent money. Have you noticed how many times? It's only this watch I realised. Geez, he bought, he, bought, he's, he stings a few people for cash. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> His does. His old man and all that as well. We get to that later, but we we learn also that his idol is the legendary corporate raider, Mr. Gordon Gecko. Mm. And in fact, Bud Fox has a daily ritual of calling the man every single day. Hey, bud, you forgetting something? The gecko phone call? Buddy, buddy, when are you going to realize it's the big game hunters who bag the elephants, not guys like us. Gordon Gecko? Oh, Gecko. Gecko's beautiful. 30 seconds after the Challenger blew up, he's on the phone selling NASA stock short. Mr. Nice guy. Yeah, but 47 million he made on the milk. 
23 on the Imperia deal before he was 40. Yeah. The guy makes 20 times what Dave Winfield makes in a year, and he talks to everybody. And he had an ethical bypass at birth. <laughs> Hello, Natalie. Guess who? That's right. Every day I say to myself that today could be the day. So what do you say, Natalie? Will you marry me? That's terrible. And can you please get me through to Mr. Gecko? He concerns his future. Well, of course he's busy, and so am I. Five minutes, that's all I'm asking. Mr. Fox, I've told you before, I'm sure you're a good broker, but our traders deal with the brokers. Mr. Gecko only deals with investment bankers. Will you at least tell him I called? <laughs> which, which also, the other thing there is there's this, because um, you don't know anything about Wall Street, right, unless yeah. you're in the game. Yep. There's this, oh, hang on, trader versus investment banker, yep. which is not just a hierarchical thing. It's just a different kind of style yeah. of person, right? So he's basically like, why are you, why are you calling? Like, mm. he, he's, he doesn't talk to people like you. Yep. Um, well, he, know, he, he obviously knows him and wants to be like him and wants to be, work with him. Yeah. Understand, but that's his he, idol. His chances of getting business, yeah, are Buckley's are none. That's that's yeah. the establishment at this point is. This is a waste of time. Okay, so he's had a pretty bad day. He's, he he might owe seven k, and you know the D. I think he got DK'd, and he explains in the next in the next uh, clip when he meets his dad. So he's the first time we see uh, his real father, who plays his movie father, yes. Carl Fox. And his father is a working class union boss, real salt of the earth kind of guy. And uh, he meets up and he also shares some info. If you'd stayed at Blue Star, you could have been a supervisor in customer relations by now instead of going off and being a salesman. Dad, how many times <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am not a salesman, I'm an account executive. Pretty soon I'm moving to the investment banking side of the firm. You get on the phone and ask strangers for money, right? You're a salesman. <laughs> it takes time, you gotta build a client list. I'm doing that. You know, I can make more money in one year as a broker than I could in five years at this airline. Thank you, Billy. Thanks. Please. I don't get it, kid. You borrow money to go to NYU. The first year out, you make 35 grand. You made 50 grand last year, and you still can't pay off your loans. Where the hell does it all go? Dad, 50K does not get you to first base in the Big Apple. Not anymore. Look, I got 40% in taxes, 15 grand for rent. I got school loans, car loans, food. Park my car. That's three bills a month. I need good suits, 400 bucks a pop. So come back home and live rent-free instead of that roach-infected place you're living in. <laughs> $50,000. Jesus Christ, the whole world's off its rocker. You know, I made a total of $47,000 last year. That's before taxes. That's Queens, Dad. A 5% mortgage and you rent the top room. Look, I gotta live in Manhattan to be a player. There is no nobility in poverty anymore, Dad. <laughs> One day you're gonna be proud of me. You'll see. And it's it's fascinating because there's so much exposition in just that yeah. grab there, right? That's why it was pretty long. You know, <laughs> you, you, it shows that his dad, who is, you know, pretty much at yeah. peak of his earnings in that position, yeah. is yeah. earning under 50 grand. Yeah. And his son's already earning more than him but can't make ends meet. It's a really important kind of dissection. Yep. And it also, it's a generational gap. You know, it shows yeah. that he just doesn't understand this drive to earn and the drive to be in the big city and all that kind of stuff Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we learned, of course, that he works at Blue Star Airlines. Mm. So he's a union rep. Yep. But then he also gets a little tidbit of information. The only good news is we just had a meeting with the controller about some union business and guess what? What? Remember the accident last year and the investigation that followed? The FAA is going to rule it was a manufacturing error in the door latch mechanism. I knew it all the time. I kept telling them it wasn't maintenance. It's those goddamn greedy manufacturers out in Cincinnati. Well, that's great, Dan. Damn right. This gets us out from under suspension. We can go for those new routes to Pittsburgh and Boston now. So as soon as that happened, I went, okay, here we go. We're going insider trading. <laughs> and I, I started questioning myself, is just knowing something insider trading 
or is it knowing it because it's not public yeah. yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was how you found it how immediately you find out about trying to understand well, where he's going to go with this. Like my understanding of ins- how how do they define insider trading? Mm. In this instance, there'd be a limited number of people who would know have that information. Yeah. So if outside that limited number of people, anyone else that has that information must have got it. Some well, I I, I resolved in my head that because it hadn't been made public, the announcement yeah. had not been made that anything before that was insider trading. Yeah, but can't that can't it just be a fluke that you bought you bought your stock and thought, okay, good luck. Absolutely, yeah. can be. But yeah. the issue is his dad yeah, works there, so it's always he's always going to be linked back. Dead giveaway. But here's the thing: I didn't pick what he was going to do. Yeah. I actually assumed that his next play at some point in this movie, I didn't yeah. know whether the whole movie was going to be about this, right? Would be to short or sell yeah. the airline, sorry, the, right. the, the airplane, so the yeah. manufacturer, because in this situation, the FAA is oh, making so a ruling. Like, you mean the manufacturer of the airplane? Correct. Ah. So the FAA is ruling against the manufacturer and in favour of the airline. Ah. So Blue Star is obviously going to go up. So I, I get okay. that. Okay. But the other thing you can do is you could short okay. the airplane manufacturer and I... I that's okay. not played out here. Is, that's not going to if benefit you were gonna, Blue Star, though, isn't it? Like, it's not about affect, benefiting Blue Star. It's about yeah. benefiting his benefiting hip pocket. Benefiting his hip pocket. Yeah. All right, all right. That's not a bad plot line. Well, we move into the next phase of the film here where mm. we finally, our man finally gets a chance to meet I think it comes idol. up in his – he's got a computer, by the way, yes. in his apartment. Is that a Commodore 64 or nah, a but it's, or it's like No, but it's some yeah. sort of IBM, really yeah. basic thing, and, <laughs> and he just – every morning he brings up his calendar. So he's got a diary. He's got a digital diary, which yeah. is pretty ahead of its time. Yeah. And at the top of this day's diary is Gordon, Gordon Gekko's birthday. birthday. And so that's – again, I love the establishment of that. It's like you don't need to say it. Yeah. It's written on the screen in his diary, and he's – he turns up with I th- what I thought was a, an old book or something. Yeah, no, but uh, good idea, there, I reckon. Turn it up with a birthday present. No, absolutely. Recognize the voice? I'll give you a hint. You're thinking seriously about marrying me. What are you doing here? You are even lovelier than I picture. Got a birthday present from Mr. Gecko. First of all, Mr. Fox, you can't just come barging in here. And what makes you think it's his birthday? Well, it's in the <laughs> Bible, see? You better go buy him a gift. Please, Natalie, let me give this to him. Cuban cigars, Davidoff, his favourite, very tough to get. Please, Natalie. Stay here, I'll see what I can do. So now what he does, he sits in the lobby for what seems like hours. Yeah. And then she finally walks out and uh, gives him this. Five minutes. Well, life all comes down to a few moments. This is one of them. That's a good line. It is. Yeah. And I'll give you a tip next time you watch the movie. Yeah. Start your stopwatch. It's, a, it's, it's a long exactly five minutes. five minutes. You're kidding. It's exactly five minutes. In where he walks in, gives a hand, where the secretary says five minutes. Uh, and as the, the, when he, by the time he walks in and leaves, there are exactly five minutes in the movie from the moment to the moment where he leaves. Really? Five minutes. Oh, see, I utterly love that. See, they live up to the five minutes. See, it felt, I would say to yeah. you, it felt way longer. I was yeah. actually watching it thinking, dude's done well on his five mm. minutes you here. Think, you think about it because he, he, half the he time. He takes a bunch of calls. He's on the call. He's yeah. on the phone. Yeah, He's not giving him five and he minutes. Gives him, he gives him his attention. He gets another call and, yeah. But um, but it's a good, it's a, it's a nice um, uh, introduction because... There's a lot that goes on. It shows that he's a busy man. He shows that he's not really given him five minutes, 
but he, you know he he, he bun- him some minutes. He throws. Yeah. He, he basically said, "You watch, watch your pitch," and he, yeah. he the, you know, puts it on him. Yeah, that's he, right. Showtime. Show yeah, let's go. Throw me a pitch, and but, I, I don't think any of them really land though, do they? No. Well, when he walks in though, he uh, he introduces him. This is the kid. Calls me <laughs> fifty nine days in a row. Wants to be a player. Ought to be a picture of you in the dictionary on our persistence, kid. <laughs> so, so I, I, as we mentioned, when he's in, he's sitting in his office and he introduces himself, you know, wishes him happy birthday, hands over the cigars, and there's all these other calls. And then he says to him, he goes, right, oh, what, what's your, what's your pitch? And Go. Then he, he starts, he starts off, and none of them are landing. None no. of them. And in, in one of the other phone calls, I'm going to play it now. This is typical Gordon, Gordonism. What the hell is Cromwell doing giving a lecture tour and he's losing 60 million a quarter? I guess he's giving lectures on how to lose money. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if this guy owned a funeral parlor, no one would die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That's line. A great line. Oh, champion. That's a great line. Yeah. But, you know, it's, there's so much you see. You realize this is a huge office, right? And that, all I thought here was like, what? When the secretary went in earlier and tried yeah. to, you know, buy the time, you know, yeah. get, in the, get in this moment, she obviously pitched for him, you know, because that's. Yeah. That she's she's well, she's the most influential person in the she office, said, right? She probably she reminded had him, this place rung fifty nine days in a row. Yeah. Well, let's be clear, yeah. she probably never told him that yeah. he's called ever, because ah. she. But she, no, but he meant he said that she did. He does. no, no. Yeah. Every all those fifty nine days, yeah. Gordon Gecko didn't know he rang. But today, oh, no, no, I don't know. I disagree. I today she walked in and he said, said "You're persistent." Yeah. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. He, today, this day, she yeah. walks in and says, "Mr. Gecko, there's a box of cigars here from a young man who." Has been calling you every single day for fifty nine days, but he's he's a trader, so I haven't even entertained yeah, right. the okay. time, right? And that's when he goes, Meh, let him in. Okay, do you know what I mean? And so he goes fifty nine days. He's called, all right. So boom. So because okay. you know she would get a million calls that she yeah, about. perhaps, perhaps. But at the moment, we're seeing, we're hearing Bud, Bud's pitches, and I think he says, no, that's not going to work. That's a dog. He goes, that's yeah, a dog yeah. with different fleas, and nothing's landing. No, and he gets desperate. Yeah, and what does he do? Mentioned about Blue Star. Blue Star. Blue Star. What? Blue Star Airlines. He's a bell somewhere, so what? It's a comer. 80 medium body jets. 300 pilots. Flies Florida, Canada, uh, Northeast, Caribbean. Great slots in major cities. I don't like your alliance. Lousy unions. Well, there was a crash last year. They just got a favorable ruling in a lawsuit. That even the plaintiffs don't know about. Well, how do you know about it? I just know. The decision should clear the way for new planes and route contracts. There's only a small float out there, so you should grab it. So that was his. Mm. That was his desk. That was his hail mary pass. That's right his. There. That's him. Because um, you can kind of feel him pitching Blue Star as just a stock option. Like it's just mm. this is a good idea. Yeah. But then he realised he's going to have to tell him why he thinks it's going up. Which is also him going, oh, this is wrong. I've got some. You can feel it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he exhibits yeah. regret as he's saying it. But you know, it is what it is. He's trying to land this yeah. dude. And I think when he, when he walks out of the office, you notice, <laughs> and I don't know whether this, if this is a mistake or whether. He does this in the as the doors before the door opens. But when he walks out of the office, his tie is all done up. Mm. The second he's out of the office, his tie is half undone and down. Right. Like I don't know if that's a mistake. <clears> there was or not. a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think he he sort of you know when you, he pulled his tie down, maybe frustrated, thinking I've blown that. Yeah. And he goes back to the office pretty dejected. It didn't feel like a great meeting. No, not at all. But then when he gets back to the office and uh, he's thinking, oh god, I, I've I've done nothing. He uh he gets a little phone call. 
Call for your buddy, pick up two. Bud Fox. All right, Bud Fox. I want you to buy 20,000 shares of Blue Star at 15 and an eighth, three eighths tops. And don't screw it up, sport. Think you can handle that? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You won't regret this. Woo! Mark! I just bagged the elephant. Gecko. Did you remember earlier you said you, for us to bag the yeah. bag? And so he says, I just bagged the elephant. Yeah, it's a big That's deal. That's pretty, pretty nice. Big line. deal. Yeah. So now we we move to the phase where you know he's he's in he's asked in to buy some blue star yep. stock and uh, he must have done his little I don't know he, there was no Google back then but he did a bit of homework rang people up and thought okay yep. let's give it a crack and then the next thing we see is their meeting for lunch that yep. was pretty quick that was a waste time no but what I love about this this part of this scene is when he's sitting there and he's got this little, little TV. TV hey you see this can you believe it it's got a two inch screen. Oh, I can hardly see it. <laughs> it's for my kid, Rudy. Three years old, he's electronics free. I tell you, we're going to a new age, pal. That's he's, how right he, he was. Oh, no, it's a great was, line. Wasn't that ahead of it? That's why I included that. I'm thinking, he's wow, he had thinking, some foresight. Eh? Bloody like, hell. Electronics is this the future. This would have probably made a monster on the tech boom. <laughs> he probably has already invested in Apple. He would have lost a lot in the dot-com boom, but he would have gone okay <laughs> yeah. in the longer run, I reckon. Do you reckon he would have invested in Apple already? I reckon Apple he would have sort of invested in early, lost his money, and then he yeah. would have got back in. Hung, hang in there. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, what he does, though, at this lunch, he hands, he goes, how's this for uh, putting in, put this into my account, mate? And it's a, it's a check for $1 it's million. A, I had to pause and go back yeah, and go, wait, $1 million. Yeah. And he also says, mate, just buy a new suit. Get a new he suit. said, you can't come into a place like this looking <laughs> like that. And he also said, he goes, stop with the salesman quotes. You know, yeah. like, I'm a winner and all this. And he goes, you don't need that. And then he tells him about the suit. Tell him, I think he goes, go to such and such. Tell him I sent you yeah. to get the suit fitted up. Yeah. Uh, but then I think as he's leaving, uh, one line that he says to him, he goes, look, if you do, look, I hate losses. Don't give me losses. But if you do good. There are perks. Yeah. The very next scene, a young lady knocks on his door. I mean, the like it's seemingly late, pretty late at night. I find this scene, yeah, weird. <laughs> okay, well, it's never really understood if she's just an outright hooker or whether there's some other. <laughs> no, no, but there's a point where she she starts talking like she's looking to invest in the limo. I'm like, this is just no, stupid. Well, right away, she says, oh, "I'm a friend of Mister of Gordon." Yeah, no, absolutely. And he goes, "Oh, Mister Gecko." Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay. Then they get in. They get in. <laughs> they get in the limo, and this is like the, the line when that he, you're about to hear is being delivered. They're like either in the back seat of a yeah, limo. It's being delivered, and she's, while she's, she can't talk. Well, no, she's <laughs> still talking, but okay. she sort of goes, sits in front of him, and undoes his belt and he, and pulls down his zipper, and the, he, he says he says these lines while uh, she's about to get down to business. Gordon tells me that you're a very talented broker. What do you like? Like? <clears throat> well. I've got this guy who should know who tells me to buy a Hewlett Packard, but I've been burned on tips. <laughs> uh, Hewlett, well, let's see it. Closed at 41 and a quarter, up an eighth. Very attractive. Uh, about uh, average yield. Uh, very attractive. Mm. <laughs> Rising profits. Strong balance sheet. 
feel hot on this stock. Uh, it's ready to take off. I'd jump all over it if I were you. <laughs> I love that. Did you did you hearing it back with what was going on? Did you get it? As no, you I guess, get it. Look, it's about to take Rising off. Rising stock, I got I'd it get, all. I'd get yeah. all over it. I'd get I, honestly, over I just go. It. I don't think the scene was necessary. Oh, it was funny. I, I would have said so the I idea here it. is to to is to demonstrate that you know Gordon's a man yeah. who can make anything happen anytime. Absolutely. I would have. Absolutely, he's a I man of means. There's yeah. plenty of other moments during this movie where he could have exhibited that, and yeah. I just think the scene was silly. I thought it was funny. I yeah. like I like the line. You just go look. I'd, I'd jump all over it if yeah. I were you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but what he what we find though they have a they get into the I think he takes him to his his uh, his club and they're having in the spa. They're in the spa. Yeah. And they're having a they get dressed and his investments are not doing well, and he tells him that they uh, they actually took a loss. Ah, uh, Mr. Gecko, <clears throat> we took a little loss today. We get stopped out on Terrafly. About a hundred grand. Well, I guess your dad's not a union representative of that company, huh? How do you know about my father? The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So we, uh... The other stocks he mentioned, Terrafly, were the ones he pitched early. Yeah, and and as as Gordon picked from a mile away, they were they were dogs. They, they did know nothing, mm. and that kind of revelation that he he's obviously done his homework on Bud as well. Yeah, he it's, knows it's exactly like who he is. He, he wouldn't. Have, I don't think he would have uh, invested that kind of money with him. Remember, he gave him a million dollar check in the no, scene. No, that's before. right. Yeah, he wouldn't have invested that kind of money unless he got. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a private investigator look into him. Probably, yeah. See, check him out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we uh, in the next scene he's in the limo and and Gordon it's it's almost like a breakup. He said, "Look, you know what? This isn't going to work out." So he basically this I think he tests him a this little bit. A this whole yeah. this whole limo yeah. ride is a test. Yes, it's Gordon saying, "Mate, listen. The bottom line is you can't just we're not going to win any battles. We're not going to make any money." He talks about you know we're not talking about millions here. We're talking about billions. Like we got he's talking about aspiration, trying to build him into something yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. But he basically is trying to shake down whether he's got it in him to be a bit more Blue Star style. Like he needs more yeah. inside information. Well, the line he uses, he goes, stop <laughs> sending me information and start getting me some. Yeah. So there's a difference. So stop being a conduit for what you're hearing yeah. and be the Come source. Come up with it yourself. That's, That's right. right. And then and then because um, he gets out of the limo and, and then he yeah. knocks on the window. The limo driver took his sweet time driving away. Yeah. So he's got time <laughs> to knock on the door. Yeah, but they talk. he talks about uh, – Asking him to before he gets out of limo, they said, "Look, he tells them about Sir Lawrence Wildman, Larry yeah. Wildman." Yeah, he goes, "Look, I want you to do look look at him," and he's he's a little bit hesitant because he says, "Look, that's illegal. Like I can't be doing that." Mm. And then I think during that point, he obviously he obviously makes a decision. Well, it's this way or nothing. This is the only way he's yeah. going to make money. I'm afraid, pal. Unless your father is on the board of directors of another company. <laughs> You and I are going to have a very tough time doing business together. What about hard work? What about it? You work hard, but you stayed up all night analyzing that dog shit stock you gave me, huh? Where'd it get you? My father, he worked like an elephant pushing electrical supplies till he dropped dead at 49 with a heart attack and tax bills. Wake up, will you, pal? If you're not inside, you are outside, okay? And I'm not talking about some $400,000 a year working Wall Street stiff, flying first class and being comfortable. I'm talking about liquid. Rich enough to have your own jet. 
Rich enough not to waste time. Fifty, a hundred million dollars, buddy. A player. Or nothing. Now you had what it took to get in my office. The real question is whether you got what it takes to stay. And and that's the lot. That to me, that is, is the, the turning point. The, the it's the genesis yeah. of the whole movie, yeah. really, because yeah. you showed persistence. That's why I mean. That's why I'm so stuck on the idea that she, his assistant, never told him that he uh, called. I, I think but on that did. one day, she yeah. said, "Mate, there's this guy. Yeah. He's he's called you 59 times in a row. He's brought yeah. you cigars, and this he's just gone. You know what? Yeah, this is that's the kind of persistence I, love, I need. I love the line. He goes, "If you're not inside, you're outside." Yeah, and I love the fact that he says, "Like, oh, yeah." Yeah, yeah, you can be a four hundred thousand dollar a year guy. Yeah, yeah right, flying first classes, that's great. He yeah. goes, I'm talking about. A At one point, he yeah. says he sort of talks about an eight hundred thousand dollar deal, and he goes, "I make that in a day." <laughs> yeah, you, I think he mentions the real estate that he bought in the yeah. limo. Uh, we learned though in his little spy routine here, we learned that Mister Sir Larry Wildman is circling Anacott Steel. Mm. Well, that's basically is, uh, where, the, where they where they get to, yeah. Yeah. So what does Gordon Gecko do? He buys controlling shares. And he goes, yeah. you know what? When it gets up to this point, give your friends a taste. Yeah. So that drives the price Just up. Just let's get everyone so in goes, on this. So and he goes, up, up, up. and also ring this number, the Wall Street Chronicle. I did mention the Wall Street Journal. He says, Wall Street Chronicle, which is not a paper. Yeah. And he goes, tell them that, what is it? Blue Horseshoe loves Anacott Steel. Yeah. And he leaks it to the press. And so that gets everything flowing. And uh, turns out that he, I think it makes the news that he's been a big move on Anacott Steel. Yep. Um, next thing we see, he's up at the Hamptons house. So he's at visiting Gordon, meets his wife. He goes see, he sees his lifestyle. He's got apparently a massive art collection. You see all the art that he buys. And yeah. He meets Darian as well, who's, who's an interior clearly decorator. The, the, the person yeah. in, inspiring all the art decisions. Yeah, well, she helps him. Yes. Know, I laughed when he initially... He initially bags, bags and he goes, it out. Oh, he took a and bath then on that one. He goes, yeah, oh, yeah. I bought it for him. <laughs> so there's a bit of foot in mouth there. Um, but we then see Wildman. He gets a call. He gets a call. And Wildman wants to come over and yeah. talk turkey. Um, and he's talking to – trying to negotiate a uh, to buy back the controlling shares. Rarer still is your interest in Anacott Steel. Well, my interest is the same as yours, Larry. Money. Thought it would be a good investment for my kid. No, this time I'm in for the long term. It's not a liquidation. I'm going to turn it around. You're getting a free ride on my tail, mate. <laughs> and with the dollars you're costing me to buy back the stock, I could modernize the plant. I'm not the only one who pays here, Gordon. We're talking about lives and jobs. Three and four generations of steelwork. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when you acquired CNX Electronics, you laid off, what, 6,000 workers? Jemson Fruit, 4,000? That airline you bought, um... Break you, mate. In two pieces over my knees. You know it, I know it. I could buy you six times over. I could dump the stock just to burn your ass. But I happen to want the company. And I want your block of shares. I'm announcing a tender offer at 65 tomorrow. I'm expecting your commitment. Showdowns bore me, Larry. Nobody wins. You can have the company. In fact, it's going to be fun watching you and your giant ego try to make a horse race of it. 
This is pretty cool because then he turns to Bud and says, what's yeah. it worth? What's a fair price for it? And, and he offered 65. It's interesting because Bud talks about – it's Bud, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Talks about the um, the breakup value. Now, yeah. that that's the first time if you're not a, into banking and all this kind of corporate takeover stuff that you realize there's this there's two types of, of buying. There's buying to, 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 to build, yeah. um, which is now what Wildman's doing, which is rare for Wildman. Right? Wildman yeah. normally comes in and goes, right. He breaks it up. Just yeah. get rid of everyone and yeah. sell it for what it's what sell we can it sell parts, it for yeah. and sell it for parts. Yeah. And and that's interesting because obviously we see that happen in, in a bit with, with um, Gecko. But it's, it's a great um, sign here that he has faith in Bud because he asks mm. him what the value is. And then he uses that as a pretext what for negotiation. What does he say initially? 80. I, I think 80, he says 85. And they settle on uh, 72. 72. 72 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Or no, he says 71.50. Yeah, seeing you brought my mother into it. Remember he insults yeah, his, Because you'd sell your mother for a share, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they do that deal. The next, the next, this is we're entering sort of the middle of the movie now. This is where and it, it, this it is, flounders a bit. It, there's a bit of like a like semi montage of this is bud, where you'd rise clip of bud. If the studio yeah. said, "Listen, clip 15 minutes," you'd <laughs> yeah. find 10 here, I reckon. So uh, I do like this part. Sort of the morning after. Remember how he was chatting to Darian, mm. right? The morning after he gets a call from from Gordon, uh, an early morning call. Yeah, my. Uh, Wife tells me you made a move on Darian. Well, here's some inside info for you that uh, Euroflash GQ type she's going out with got big bucks, but he's putting her feet to sleep. Exit visas are imminent. <laughs> so I don't want you losing your place in line. Ah, oh, Jesus. I wish you could see this. Lights coming up. I've never seen a painting that captures the beauty of the ocean in a moment like this. Now, the reason I played that is not only the line about Darian, mm-hmm. but how he suddenly turned, he goes, oh, Jesus, he's suddenly taken in by the beauty of his surroundings. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, split, it's a cathartic a, moment yeah, where he goes, like a, you know what, yeah. this is this nature thing, this sunrise, this is important stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like a flick, a switch being flicked, and he's like not Gordon Gecko anymore. That that seems a really strange. It doesn't really reflect in yeah, much yeah. in many other ways, though. Did you see the phone he was talking on? Yeah, solid, pretty big, pretty big, pretty big old like Motorola was, style. That thing. was the first time in a feature film a character was using a cordless mobile cellular phone. Wow, first time with that very scene, and it was on a beach. Not a big Thinking city. How good's your reception going to be up in the Hamptons? That's the first thing I thought was, I wonder if there was a tower there. <laughs> Maybe, all the rich people up there. But anyway, we see a, a, the rising rising uh, tide for Bud, riding a wave of success. He starts dating Darian, who we find, do you remember there's a scene where they walk down the street, him and Go- her and Gordon? We find out that he was obviously sleeping with her. He, yep. he was, she was one of his curveballs apparently back in the day. But the, and she says, because she's starting to get the like, Bud. She goes, yeah. like, "I don't, don't tell Bud. Don't like, tell him. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know." Like, so you, again, a demonstration that Gecko controls everything. He he's knows got everything. His, he's got a hand yeah. in everything. He knows everything. Controls everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, but then he also, in this part too, he goes visits his lawyer friend, you know, played by James Spader. That yes. Guy. And, See, that's um, where I'm going. Oh, my God, it's yeah, James Spader. James Spader from The Blacklist. Did you watch The Blacklist? Well, I, he's from, uh, what's the, uh, uh, the spin-off from The Practice, Boston Legal. Oh, there you go. 
I think so he plays a lawyer in this as well, and yep. this is where he, he like. Bud Fox is making the most of his inside information. So yeah. scruples have just gone out the window. Yes. His ethics have gone out the window. And he's trying to get his lawyer friend to help him. And he sort of gets him on board. And he's continuing to supply Gordon with inside information. Do you remember the scene where he dresses up like a maintenance guy in an office? And it's, he's really going to some lengths here. See, the, this, this, the amount of money he's got is strange now because he's obviously using Gordon's money as a yeah. part of this. But like he buys into this, buys this maintenance apartment. company yeah. so that he can get this info, inside information. Like I yeah. get inside, so this is where you go. Oh my god, that is inside a trade. That is not inside a trading. Whoa. That's theft. That's a that's under that's arrest. a whole other level yeah. of of uh, of drama. Um, he buys an apartment. Do you see that apartment on the Pretty upper, upper east side? Apartment. Was it upper east yes, side? Because he was on the upper west side. Yeah, and it wasn't good enough for him. Um, so he's flying high. I love how he goes back to visit his old man at the airline. And uh, he lands it. He hands him a check. He goes, Jesus. He goes, I didn't lend you as much as this. Yeah. He goes, Look, over the years, I'm sure you did. He gave. I think he gave him exactly. a check for five thousand yep. dollars. So he's doing very well doing at this point. Very. Our well. man, Bud. Um, but here's another part that I'm thinking. Okay, this is going to come back to haunt you, where he signs a power of attorney for Gordon Gecko. This gives you limited power of attorney for Mr. Gecko's account. Every trade you make is at your discretion. Every ticket you buy must be marked power of attorney. That means that you call the shots. Mr. Gecko has no, absolutely no official knowledge of what stocks you're buying. All right? Just sign it at the end, twice. Never knew how poor I was till I started making a little money. As you know, your transactions will be monitored by Stockwatch. If any trouble does arise, you are on your own out there. I mean, the trail does stop with you. You understand? Spread the buy orders over different accounts, you won't get burnt. I think I have some friends that won't mind making some easy money. Shouldn't the alarm bells have been ringing about Mate, now? Like he said, this look, is the point he, where you realise him from. You've yeah. decided, yeah, to take a very different path in life. That's what's happened here. He's just gone. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going full inside of trading. That, I'm that, going full yeah. off the books. That to me says, like, you know, Gordon. If you get caught, it doesn't link you at all to him. Yeah. He, he gives him a get a, a free pass. Yeah, the whole you yeah. know power of attorney thing. He yeah. has no knowledge. Like, dude, what? Hello. So yeah, we see uh, he he's moving into his apartment. I think um, he's Darian's decorating. And what yep. about how they're decorating it? Like, but that is aged pretty getting, poorly. It's aged poorly, and it's Average. like she hasn't just bought artwork. She's getting it built. The artwork's <laughs> built into it. It's wild. Oh yeah, she's but he gets get, his own. He gets a corner office at the buddy. Oh yeah, off, he gets the, promoted at the, at the firm. Yeah, yeah because Who's, don't forget he's doing bringing he's in the business through Gordon Gecko. Yeah, yeah. The, the firm makes commission on all this stuff. Next scene. Do you remember earlier in the film, remember when the first meeting with Bud where he was buying Teldar paper stocks? Yes. And he said to him, he goes, I bet you said to him at lunch. As soon as you went left, you bet you bought up Teldar. He goes, that's illegal. I can't and do that. Bud's like, oh, goes, I would yeah, not right. do that. But that's see, yeah. that is a good example. That's yeah. the example of the transition to this character. Yeah. He overheard a stock. Yeah. He didn't buy it and said it was illegal. And now he... Now, hello. The modern Bud would have bought for double it. Now, this is the Teldar paper shareholder meeting, right. which you could have cut out of the movie, right? You didn't need this scene. Frankly, no, you're yeah, right. You yeah. didn't need it, but it's a brilliant, It's one of the best, most famous speeches in movie history really? that I'm about to play to you right now. And at the meeting, he's pointing out the fact that there's 30 vice presidents and they're all on salary, massive salaries. None of them, hardly any of them own stock. He goes, well, well you guys own the stock. All the people at the meeting, he goes, yeah, this, yeah. this is your company, not their company. And yep. they're spending all this money. Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually really good because he 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 shows here that he's not just a raider. Yeah, 
But this this makes him the Wildman character again, right? Because what yep. he does is he talks about there being too many um, executives yeah, and they're just and they're, doing nothing. And they're paying money swapping memos. Yeah, it's very good. I love it. I thought it was a good bit. I am not a destroyer of companies. I am a liberator of them. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. It's a, it's a solid cracking kind of line at the start. Political thing too. Greed is good. Voted number seventy in the one hundred greatest movie lines by Premier Magazine back in two thousand seven. Wow. So it's often quoted. Okay. Um, now next scene, uh, a little bit later in the film, they're on a private jet, and they're talking about uh, a few investment opportunities, but then Bud pipes up. And tells him that Blue Star might be a bit of an investment play. Blue Star's an unpolished jam, Gordon, right out of the garbage. A half-assed management being decimated by a price war they cannot win. But the gates at LaGuardia alone can bail us out. If it's worth a dime, it's worth ten bucks a share. They're ripe to fall. Mixed emotions, buddy. Like Larry Wildman going off a cliff in my new Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Guys like me have had their asses hung in a sling with the airlines. Fuel could go up. Unions are killers. Yeah, yeah, but come on, Gordon. Aren't you forgetting one thing? Capital reserves. This company has 75 million cash in an overfunded pension. That buys us a lot of credibility. And the beauty is you already own close to 2% of this sucker. So from here, he goes, at the end of that conversation, he goes, okay, let's look into it. Yeah, and so what Bud does is organise a meeting of the of the people from the because, airline because Gecko again it just shows he's he's not new to this he he talks about the fact that why he, he knows yeah. why airlines are bad investment yeah. he talked about unions earlier yeah. talks about fuel and gates all this stuff but he also now is like hang on a minute this is the first time I've got someone with airline knowledge yeah so guys like me maybe this could be different it might be it might work so he include he calls over senior staff including Carl Fox Bud's yep. dad so they're invited over to i think it's uh, Bud's apartment yes to hear the offer I, I love the part where Gordon puts his plate and it goes through the coffee table yeah. he goes what well it's it's it's, uh, it's like <laughs> a checkerboard like the edge of, edge of the coffee table it's glass oh my but God. there's a, there's a square that there's nothing there <laughs> yeah and it's just fancy it's funny. Yeah. and yeah so uh, Bud hands out a three-point plan. So he's talking about updating the software, being yep. able to sell the seats and um, marketing and trying to make money, trying, trying to compete against the majors, he keeps saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of it, uh, it's funny you hear his father, Carl, just start laughing. He just laughs. And uh, he's obviously not a fan of the plan. Well, I guess if a man lives long enough, he gets to see everything. I do mean everything. <laughs> What else you got in your bag of tricks, Mr. Gecko? <laughs> Frankly, Carl, I can't see giving much more, but if you have any suggestions, I'll be very happy to listen. There came into Egypt a pharaoh who did not know. I beg your pardon, is that a proverb? No, a prophecy. The rich have been doing it to the poor since the beginning of time. 
The only difference between the pyramids and the Empire State Building is the Egyptians didn't allow unions. I know what this guy's all about. Greed. He don't give a damn about Blue Star or the unions. He's in and out for the buck, and he don't take prisoners. Now, wait just a minute, Dad. Well, sure. Now, what's worth doing is worth doing for money. It's a bad bargain and nobody gains. And if we do this deal, everybody gains. Of course, my son did work as a baggage handler and freight loader for three summers. With those qualifications, why should we doubt his ability to run an airline? Fine, you don't want to stay with the scum and present management dedicated to running you and your airline into the ground. That scum built the company up with one plane in 30 years and made something out of nothing. If that's a scum, I'll take it over a rat any day. You know where I stand. Good night, all. See, that's one a cool of the bit. best lines of the movie. I Again, think, yeah. if that's a scum, I'll take it over a rat any any yeah. day. And I, but so he th- sees right through him. Yeah, you know I mean, like he, well, Bud, two, Bud's got the rose-colored glasses on. Yeah, two things. He he does. He sees through Gecko. Yeah. But he doesn't hear his son. Yeah. Because, and I think my read here is he doesn't hear his son because he has the deep instilled loyalty to the current owner slash manager slash team. Right. Yep. He he's he's never been done wrong by. So why why should it change? Basically, he's stuck in his ways. Yeah, he he doesn't care. Yeah, to grow, he doesn't Co- want to grow the airline. He's a guy. He's old school. It's yeah. happy earning forty seven grand, living yeah. in Queens, and just doing the job. Why does the airline need to grow? Yeah, that's that's his position position and perspective. Yeah. I think Bud chases after him, and yeah. uh, this they, he's getting in the lift, and he I think he, he it's at this point I believe what he says right now. I'm starting to believe it. He's using your kid. He's got your prick in his back pocket, but you're too blind to see it. No. What I see is a jealous old machinist who can't stand the fact that his son's become more successful than he has. What you see is a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his... What? That's because you never had the guts to go out into the world and stake your own claim. So, Pretty harsh for the record, words, eh? I don't, I'm not with Carl here. I'm with Bud. So I'm seeing, at this point, I think the movie's going to play out as a... You know, this is going to be a sad breakdown of a father-son relationship, yeah. but they're going to turn the airline around because right. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm believing Gecko. He's 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 said well, he's, he's going he's, he's he's to put it in writing. Same he's, with you know, Bud. That's it. He's, well, he, him talking about just the software, update the software. We can sell seats. We can yeah, we can yeah. compete. So, so the ideas are, are brilliant, yeah. Yeah. and and the rock solid commitment. He's going to yeah. put it in writing. So let's do. Hello, it. let's go. Yeah, if, how are you not signing up to that? Yeah. But uh, here's the start of the the fall of Bud. I call this section the, the, fall the, of Bud. the double cross. And Bud's a lawyer. Remember his friend Roger was yep. uh, the, his lawyer. Spider, mate. Yep. He goes. He goes and visits him. He goes, mate. He goes. I'm being investigated by the SEC. He goes suspicions of insider trading. Yep. And so they they're obviously handling the Blue Star dealings. Okay. Yep. And uh, we find out Bud is the now the president. Of the, He's well, now the, the Blue Star. He's the, the boss, boss, of, boss president. of Blue Star. Yep. Um, but the, he also finds out. In a, goes, in a oh, meeting with lawyers. Yeah, he goes, come with us. He goes, we're talking about Blue Star now. He goes, that's funny. They're, they're talking about um, timetables. He goes, that's funny. I never heard about that. He goes, well, come with me and hear it for yourself. Our firm committed weeks ago 25% of the total long-term debt structure. And unless you guys sign this piece of paper right now, I'm going to pull and go to another bank for the 75 Look, we've got 30 banks ready to participate in a four-year revolving credit line. But we must have your assurance that you will pay back most of the loan in the first 12 months. 
And the only way we can see this happening is liquidating the hangars and the planes. Can you people guarantee the liquidation of Blue Star? Guarantee? No sweat. We got the Beesberg brothers lined up to build condos where the hangars are. We lay the airplanes off to the Mexicans who are dumb enough to buy them. <laughs> so basically, this that's the he's first in the time. room hearing this. Yeah, what? Bud's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But this isn't just liquidate. This is, we already know we're building condos where the yeah. hangars are. Like, Thanks. this is yeah. full on. Like, he's now yeah. at the depth of despair, you would Absolutely imagine. Absolutely right. And what does Bud do? He goes and confronts our man Gecko. I thought that you were going to turn Blue Star around, not upside down. You fucking used me. Well, you're walking around blind without a cane, pal. The fool and his money are lucky enough to get together in the first place. But why do you need to wreck this company? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it and I changed my mind. If these people lose their jobs, they got nowhere to go. My father has worked there for 24 years. I gave him my word. It's all about bucks, kid. This conversation. Hey, buddy, you're still going to be president, all right? And when the time comes, you're going to parachute out a rich man. With the money you're going to make, your dad's never going to have to work another day in his life. So is that any consolation, you reckon? Well, so in this, again, this is the kind of class warfare thing, right? From Gecko's perspective, um, cutting a check for 300, 400 grand to his dad from, from Bud's own pocket, basically, which is, you know, him not having to work again, that's retirement money. Um, is is a good thing. That's like, okay, dude, you don't have to work. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. But what he misses is he There's wants to people, work. Yeah, be, no, he he, forget yeah, anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Just focus on Bud's dad. Yeah. He doesn't want to just clock off. Of course. He just wants to work. Yeah. He literally just wants the airline to stay as it is and work. Yeah. So So the next section here is uh he, he's de- obviously devastated by all this. And yep. I think he comes he, Darian, goes back to the Darian office. comes home into the apartment oh, yeah, and yeah. uh they have this out. massive, they have massive argument, and she she was saying about how it looks like def- almost defending Gordon, mm. and um, that there was she was saying cut the self pity, and and we realise here that Darian is as ruthless as Gordon is. Yeah. Like she's thinking, well, okay, come and go, um, and and I think the line that really tipped him over was, um, you know, what did Gordon promise you? It's like it's like that. What do you get out of this? Like, um, he's he's double crossed me. Where do you stand, sort yeah. of thing? And then she, she looks, takes takes Gordon's offense side. to that, yeah. And uh, and that she, I think he says, "You walk out that door, we're done." And then off she yeah, goes. Off she goes, yeah. Um, but he goes back to, to the office. No, no, and, but to, no, to, to make matters worse, though, um, we find out that his old man's had a heart attack. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, he yeah. goes back to the office, yeah. and everyone's looking at him, and he's like, "You've, you've yeah, got to go. You get, you, get they've out been of trying here. to reach you." And he gets, uh, he gets to the hospital, and his old man's there. He's had a heart attack. He's all, he's all. We all got the 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 senses and stuff all yeah. over him, and uh, they have a they have a little chat. I love you, Dad. I love you so much. I'm sorry about the things I said. You're the only honest man I know. The best. <laughs> I got a plan, Dad. I can save the airline. I know you got no reason to believe me, but you have to trust me, okay? I need to speak to the union members. Can I speak for you? Your words, not mine. So he's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's he's not he's not standing still. He's not going to be. He's not. 
it's very clear at this point, he's not going to be Gecko. That's right. Now, the next section I like to call The Revenge, <laughs> which is actually an episode of Seinfeld called The Revenge. Yep. Do you remember that one where George gives, he wants to give his, uh, remember he's, he gets fired from the real estate company and he wants to slip his boss a Mickey? Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Great episode. Anyway, um, Bud has got a plan. He's going to play Gecko at his own game. Yeah, so what so they, they do. They go and see the old Brit, who, by the way. Terrence Stamp. Great. The, Terrence Stamp. Yeah. There's a lot of Australian in his lingo. Well, it's like mate and mate. buddy. Yeah, well, that's what how English people speak. No, they don't. Not, no, they not, do. no, this is. Yeah, they have. He's a very a, formal, he's a very formal, I'll rich you, Englishman. We just There's a bit too much Aussie lingo in it. We just mentioned Seinfeld. Yeah. There is an episode of Seinfeld where Elaine hooks up with a British chap. Yeah. And he says, he goes, oh, thanks very much for that, mate, in that episode. So he's, that, that's, it is a, a, a Britishism. I think it's <laughs> I think it's more Australian you than think British so? the way he plays well, maybe it. Maybe his mother's mother's an Aussie or something. Maybe. Who knows? But they go to uh, they go to Wildman to uh, see what's what. What would you say to owning Blue Star Airlines with union concessions at eighteen dollars a share, and in the process hanging Gordon Gecko out in the wind to twist? I might be very interested. Why you mate? What's a bloke like you doing mixed up with Gecko? Bloke. Well, let's just say that me and Mr. Gecko have a serious conflict of interest. But we all want to see this airline work. And these figures show that it can. You're prepared to take these large salary cuts? Yeah. We are, but we want a contract agreement that's ironclad. So if you buy it, you can't break it up. I'm still listening. So uh, he's, which is which is exactly yeah. the same thing they wanted. Oh, they, they got the insurance from, yeah. but uh, no, from Gecko for the airline. Yeah, they just wanted well, an agreement. In this case, they obviously get one because now they now they yeah. they head over to Gecko's office, don't they? And they confront well, him. No, they they well. First of all, Bud leaks the news. Yep. So he rings up the Wall Street Chronicle and says, uh, "He Blue does Horseshoe yeah, Blue Horseshoe loves, thing again, yeah. loves Blue Star." And then he, he drives the price up. So remember how he gives his friends a taste? Remember with Anacott? He goes, I'll give your friends yeah, a taste. Yeah. And he does that. So sends the share prices up. The union leaders then confront Gecko when they hear, they heard from Bud what he's going to do. And they front him. They shirt front him and say, look, you know, you're all going to be taken care of. And um, in the end, uh, Gecko decides to cut and run. But Fox's clients have us now starting to dump the shares, which means Gecko is losing millions. Hey, Fox, where the hell are you? I am losing millions. Now, you got me into this airline. You sure as hell better get me out of the only job you're ever going to have on this street is sweeping it. You hear me, Fox? You once told me don't get emotional about stock, Gordon. Don't. The bid is 16 and a half and going down. As your broker, I advise you to take it. Yeah, well, you take it! Right in the ass, you fucking scumbag cocksucker! <laughs> It's two minutes to close, Gordon. Uh, what do you want to do? Decide. Dump it. It's done. So I think one of the lines he goes, oh, so we only make 10 million instead of 50 or something, he yeah. says. So yeah. He still makes money, but he lost a lot, lost 40. Yeah. Say. yeah. Um, he's, so when he brought in, he brought in Wobble, like, 
Gecko, I love it when he's watching the news and they go, oh, and uh, big uh, big movement on Blue Star today, which is uh, where Larry Wildman invested and, and then he, he loses his shit. Just absolutely breaks, breaks yeah, flips it, yeah. Now, here we are right at the end of the movie. Uh, Bud's arrived at his office and you know how normally he enters the office. He says, hey, if, if I was having a better time, I'd be guilty. And he's, he's got all the lines for everyone. But no one can look him in the eye. Yeah. He's walking through the office. No one's responding. No one's looking me in the he eye. He says to we one find, of them, someone die? And they go, he goes, pretty yeah, much. Maybe. <laughs> we, saw, we find that there are officers waiting for him to place him under arrest yeah. for insider trading. And he, 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 yeah. he tears up. Well, he's, he's let, being let out of his office in, in, a, in handcuffs. But I, the, So the good thing about the tears is it's, it's the circle, a circular economy style here. Like this, is a, this is a kid who... Had morals, yeah. Knew that he was breaking yeah. the the ethics. Dabbled in that dark side. Went hard yeah. on on yeah. the dark side, and and has now yes. hit a realization. I love how we put a Star Wars reference in there. That's awesome. But the next <laughs> scene, the next scene is where, and this I've been to this part of Central Park. Yeah, this is called, I'm sure you have. The, I think I can't remember the name of it, but I remember doing. A photo comparison. I, I took the shot from the movie and oh, I did. A, of course, I, I matched yes. match the skyline behind them. Anyway, uh, they have a little chat in in the park. Sandbag man, blue star. <laughs> I guess you think you taught the teacher a lesson that the uh, tail can wag the dog. Huh? Well, let me clue you in, pal. The ice is melting right underneath your feet. You think that you could have got this far this fast with anybody else, huh? You think you'd be out there dicking someone like Darian? No. Or you'd be cold calling widows and Dennis to buy 20 shares of fucking dog shit stock. I took you in. I nobody! I opened the doors for you. I showed you how the system works, the value of information, how to get it. Full of oil, rant resources. Geodynamics, and this is how you fucking pay me back, you cockroach! I gave you Darianne! I gave you your manhood, I gave you everything! So, uh, Solid. We find out, though, that Bud's wearing a wire. Oh, yeah, on. he gets yeah. back he's and like, he bashes him, by the way. He's yeah, bleeding, he's, like, he's, 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 he's not him, good. Yeah. But, but yeah. He, like, he throws him the hanky at the end, remember, and... He uh, he mentions, he goes, you know what, maybe I didn't want to be Gordon Gecko. I wanted to be Bud Fox. And he throws the hanky back at him and yeah. walks away. Yeah. And, yeah, so then Last he goes back scene, and he's wearing a wire. We see him dropped off. I think his old man drops him off at the courthouse and he's yeah. walking up the big steps. What to, a great shot, though. As he walks yeah. up the sh- steps, yeah. Yeah. a camera from the top of a building yeah. zooms great out job. from him, comes all the way, pans up, and then, sorry, zooms up all the way out and then pans yeah, to, to the, the city. Skyline, it's, yeah. Pretty awesome. Mate, it's a pretty good yeah. shot. So you, you, obviously this is court action against not only him but also Gordon Gecko. Right? Mm. It's, um, we'll discuss what the what happens later of well, in our questions. But uh, here's some great lines though. Lunch? Oh, you got to be kidding. Lunch is for wimps. <laughs> <laughs> that became pretty famous. This is also a great line when he's explaining to Bud about you know, how the job's done and you know there's, it, there's no you're doing job you want to you're doing a job you want to make money. Yeah. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. You're not as smart as I thought you were, buddy boy. Ever wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500? Because they're sheep. And sheep get slaughtered. 
I've been in this business since 69. Most of these Harvard MBA types, they don't add up to dog shit. Give me guys that are poor, smart, and hungry, and no feelings. You win a few, you lose a few, but you keep on fighting. And if you need a friend, get a dog. <laughs> get a dog. Lovely log. And here's another line, probably my favorite of the movie that I, I often quote. Have often quoted this even on two blokes. So tell me, Gordon, when does it all end, huh? How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough? It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Money itself isn't lost or made. It's simply uh, transferred from one perception to another. It's pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, how, many like, how many yachts can you water ski behind? behind? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk plot holes. Yes. Major one early in the movie. Do you remember when he gets when he calls um, Gordon Gecko? Hmm. And mentions the fact that Gecko, he goes, he's this is the bloke who was was laying off um, NASA stock the minute. Oh yeah, and there's Challenger. no such thing as NASA stock. No, well, is there? Forget that. But okay. the the Challenger. This is set in 1985. Yeah. The Challenger disaster happened in 1986. Oh, because the movie was made in '87. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> the movie is set in 1985. So he's yeah. talking. He's hasn't happened yet. Yeah, what are you talking about? Not many people would have seen through oh, that, mate. Yeah, I think uh, they did, yeah, including me. Now, when uh, throughout the movie, there are scenes where the news, uh, the, the, the TV stations are reporting on who bought what mm. in heavy trading. Yeah. Um, you couldn't have known that because there's you've got to protect the rights of the traders. They, 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 they have a right to remain anonymous. They don't have to be named. So if you buy a whole bunch of stock... It's very hard to find out who's buying that stock, and they seem throughout the movie to throw around. Oh, um, Wildman has bought up Blue Star, and Gecko's bought yeah, up right, Teldar, yeah. and all these things. So, I, mean, I, I, I think today, if you bought bucket loads, it's it's visible, but I don't know. Back then, it yeah. was paper trading, and a man handing over another paper yeah, to another right. man. Yeah. So, well, maybe very different. Word of mouth. If maybe. it's not an electronic transaction, it's a physical sort of yeah. transaction. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Right. The also, also too, people brought into question the whole description of the Blue Star drama. When Bud uh, talks about it, he says, Bud's father says it's a ruling by the FAA in the course of an investigation of an accident. Bud calls it a crash. He goes, but the FAA doesn't investigate plane crashes. The NTSB, NTSB does. does yeah. um, and that, that's independent agency, so you're from the FAA. Um, and when he's talking to Gecko, Bud says that it's a lawsuit, not an investigation. That's true. And refers to plaintiffs. So neither the FAA nor the NTSB make rulings in lawsuits. Judges do. So what's, okay. uh, what's I doing? Think we're digging into there too what's far. What's doing? Um, another thing too, when uh, you know how he was, uh, Fox, Bud Fox was spying on Larry Wild. Remember who he's yeah. lift with him? He saw yeah, him a yeah, few yeah. times. You don't reckon that when he arrived at Gecko's house, he recognised him? No, there's a shot where he does. Well, he, he does a double take. There's yeah. a shot where he does a double take. He goes, "This is my boy. This is one of my bud. This is one of my gang, or something like that." Yeah, mate, no, you watch right, it back, right. and he and Wildman just gives him an well, extra look. But no, my point is also not only that, but also the fact that he recognised him. That would give him a reason to believe that he's guilty of insider trading, then, because he spied on him. So he, he could have, rather than begging, rather than trying to make a deal, he could have said, well, I'm going to dob you in for insider trading. But see, 
I would argue the Wildman thing is not inside of trading. And again, let's be clear. I don't know the law. He was following him around. There's nothing to stop someone, you know, he did all public things. He didn't break. Unlike all his, you know, maintenance crew stuff. He just followed a bloke on the street and in lifts. He didn't do anything illegal. He just just had a look at who someone was meeting with. Stalking, not illegal. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I don't know. No? Uh, Well, yes or no. I don't think that's inside of training. I'm on the fence with that one. Right, uh, things you might not know. Yep. Oliver Stone wrote a subplot of the movie with Bud Fox having an affair with Gecko's wife. Why? Now, the reason, right, which explains Gecko's anger towards Fox at the end, right? You know, he starts bashing him around. Oh, right, the, yeah. that, that adds to that. But they had to abandon the idea because the woman who played the yeah. wife was Sean Young. She was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. She was in Blade okay. Runner. Apparently... They, Charlie Sheen and Sean Young hated each other. And on the on the set too, Sean Young would they were saying that she kept complaining that she should have had Daryl Hannah's role and vice versa. And she was a bit of a pain in the ass, apparently, oh. on the set. So they decided, oh, let's not do that. Wow. Yeah. Now here's another thing um where the, I've list, heard Michael Douglas talk about this role and, and how mm-hmm. people have received it. And he says that. Um, he attracted a fair bit of fandom who took Gordon Gecko the wrong way. They they ad- admired him, and a lot of people approach Michael Douglas and like every time he sees a meets a broker, saying, "Oh, I was inspired to become a a broker because of you." Oh wow! And he says, and this is him saying, he goes, "Every time he hears that, he gets a little sad." They've obviously missed they missed the, they theme missed of the, the whole movie. theme of the movie. Yeah, so. Yeah, wow. uh, all these wannabes that want to be like Gordon Gecko, he goes, uh, mate. That's he, like uh, that's like being inspired thing. to sell yeah. drugs because you watch Chopper. <laughs> yeah, good example. Good example, right? Uh, did you notice in the you know how Bud tips off the Wall Street Chronicle? Yeah, twice. Those guys are wearing exactly the same gear. They just each shot time. The, they, they just, just shot, shot it back to back. Let's do one. Okay, now say that he loves Blue Star. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> You're spot have, on. That's a good they, one. They that is home. one of your best. <laughs> they haven't gone home. They just, because, mate, why would you spend two <laughs> days got one shooting outfit. that? Yeah, that's right. It's a one hour job, for Christ's sake. <laughs> They've got one outfit. That's a lunchtime <laughs> job for two there cameramen. You go. There you go, mate. At the end of the movie, Bud gets out. Did you notice this? He gets out of the car. Remember the walk up the stairs? Yeah. If you look closely, he passes by a newspaper stand. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get the paws out, yeah. there's a poster for Fortune magazine mm. with Bud's picture on the cover with the headline reading, Yuppie with a Conscience. That's there. Wow. Righto. Three questions for Trev. All right. Hit me. Does Bud Because Fox... I've got to be honest, this is the first time I've gone, there's so many questions you yeah. can ask here. Okay. Uh, Does Bud Fox go to jail? No. Well, he admits his guilt and remorse about inside information uh, and his willingness to cooperate. He's had the wall of wire yeah. um, with, the, with the police, the SEC, and the postal inspector, apparently. Yeah. Since it was his first offence, and if he pays back the illegally obtained funds... He would have received probation, not jail time. Yeah, that's what, that's I what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, question two: Does Blue Star survive and prosper? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pretty confident. Yeah, I was pretty confident about that so one. So Wildman has a crack. Yeah. So Anacott Steel, he looks after, and Blue Star. Yeah, I was. I felt more. What like makes I, Wildman not like Gecko? 
What makes Wildman not like Yeah, Gecko? well, why couldn't he just change his mind and say, you know what? Although he's got agreements in play. They've signed agreements. Got a, yeah, yeah, exactly. they've got the agreements. All right. Uh, no, question three. Does Bud Fox work as a broker ever again? No, I actually think he works at Blue Star. Takes over the Blue Star as president? Well, see, I don't know under the SEC rules whether he's allowed to be yeah, the chairman not. of a company or something. That's right. But That's right. I would think you, he would be in the most – I would think Wildman – Yeah. Here's what I think. I think Wildman helped him pay back his debts because yeah. he brought down Gecko, right? And you know, help him Takes achieve, him achieve probation, yeah. okay. and gives him whatever the best job he's he's allowed to have at okay. that airline, and that's basically how Wildman protects his investment. He puts yeah. Bud puts him there, yeah. and, and someone his dad willing together. to willing to protect it. Yeah. Boom. Cool, yeah. Cool. Okay. What other questions did you have? What are, no, that's 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 the, all I could think about as we walking up the steps yeah, was. Yeah. Is he going to go and work at the airline now and, okay. and work with his oh, dad? So I've covered and, it. I've yeah, covered yeah, it for yeah. you. All right, good. Righto. Well, that's Wall Street. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I loved it. Good movie. Really enjoyed that one. I think I enjoyed it more than The Wolf of Wall Street Yeah. just because I felt The Wolf of Wall Street was way more – I don't remember what I gave it, but I felt it was way more um, dra- dramatised about, about the, an individual. About the excesses of Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, this felt uh, – there's a lot more morals and, and yeah. stories in this. Um, I, apart from everything we've said about, you know, the middle section and stuff like that, yeah. but I did love the fast pace of it early on. Yep. Um, no, it's a good movie. I quite enjoyed it. Um, eye-opening, it's probably a seven and a half for me. Seven and a half, yeah. okay. I'm an 8.5. I really rate this movie. So what did you give? Seven I'll and give a half. it eight. I'll give it eight. Okay, revised eight. I'm eight and a half. Okay. Let's talk about next week. Oh, okay. Next week, we're watching The Time Machine. Released, Mate, it's called Back to the Future, you idiot. Wrong. Released in 1960. <laughs> it's called a DeLorean. No. Released in 1960 based on the H.G. Wells novel starring Australian actor Rod Taylor. Never now, they remade this and it was rubbish. The original, which came out in 1960, is a great film. It's, a, it's another 1960. Hidden, 1960. It's a hidden gem category. For the you. Time Machine. Based time on machine. Based, The Time Machine. Based okay. on the H.G. Wells novel. Now. My millionaire question for you. Yeah. What other sci-fi film is based on a H.G. Wells novel? A, War of the Worlds. B, Forbidden Planet. C, Flash Gordon. D, Battlestar Galactica. I feel like it's either Flash Gordon or War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Correct. (sighs) Yeah. He wrote... Time Machine. I feel he like I've heard H.G. Wells. Yes. Uh, yeah. He wrote War of the Worlds, which was made into a film back in the 50s, and then Tom Cruise remade it uh, recently, which we'll get to. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's two weeks in a row you got the question right. I think. Going great, yeah, man. Going, going well. great. Okay, yeah. well, that is Wall Street. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed our insights and we sort of brought you inside the movie and shared our thoughts. That's the whole idea of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please give us a rating too. Get over to wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us you're enjoying what we're doing here. We'd really appreciate it. Our egos need that kind of massage sometimes. (laughs) But uh, that was Wall Street. But we look forward to you joining us next week for The Time Machine. The 1960 version. Forget the one in 2002, I think. Forget that one. That had Guy Pearce in it. Aussie Guy. But you know what? Not as good as the original. That's next week, The Time Machine. But we hope you enjoyed Wall Street. Trev, see you then. See you then.